Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You may be seated for a moment here. And uh, I am so honored to be here. Thank you, Brother Townley, for allowing me to come, inviting me, I think. Amen. I asked him if he loved me. He said he did. I tried to get out of this. I promise you I did. Uh, but he said he, he felt like the Lord dealt with him to have me. And, uh, well, we'll find out here in a minute. Praise God. We were supposed to do this last year, and it didn't happen. And I thought, well, he'll find somebody else, surely. And uh, he asked me to do it. And so I'm doing this for, for Brother Tamley and the Lord. And I do feel like the Lord gave me something um, to speak here. Now, it's going to be out of 1 Samuel chapter 30. No, I'm just... <laughs> Brother Wells asked me, please don't preach out of 1 Samuel chapter 30. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And I, I'm not. But uh, thank you, Brother Patrick, for preaching such an awesome message last night. Man. I went home or went back to the hotel, and I had dirt in my mouth, blood on my suit, sword in my hand <laughs> i think i fought all night long <laughs> praise god he put you right on the battlefield or he did me anyway and i was i'm telling you so so true so true i want to be passionate about living for the lord i was passionate about the world but i want to be double passionate about living for god Hallelujah. i love the lord i love living for god I do. I love doing it God's way. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. I want to give thanks to this local assembly. This is such a uh, great time every year that I get to come, and they have outdid themselves again this year. I think we ought to give them a big hand. Thank you, First Pentecostal Church of Jennings. Brother Townley, the room the basket the gift amen everything was just awesome we started this off on thursday night and uh brother morton i i was so intrigued by your sermon that night your stories and really i was because he brought it back down to earth amen <laughs> and uh i thank you for that because we don't get that a lot, we and and I, I won't rehash his uh, sermon because he didn't even want it recorded, and so we uh, we'll leave that there. But uh, so anyway, I am uh, I'm not a conference speaker. Don't claim to be, uh, but I feel like God gave me a word, and He dropped it in on my heart a few months back. And I started just praying about it. And I'm glad, though, Brother Townley, that I give, give you my title last night because Brother Patrick did walk all over it. And, uh, and, and that's kind of the way it is, though. It's kind of the way God works and, and, and gets a, a, a vein preachers began to go through. And, and God begins to deal with men on a 
on a meeting like this. And, and uh, so I want to preach a little while today out of Isaiah chapter number 66. And verse number one. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. And where is the house that you build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, have been saith the Lord. But... To this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. To this man, I want to get God's attention. Praise God. I say, I want the attention of God. I want to preach for just a few moments about God's man. Not the man of God, but about God's man. Master, we love you today. We thank you, Lord. We come before you. We need your anointing. We need your touch. We need your power. Lord, I'm asking you, God, to help us in this house, God. You're so good to us. We pray for each and every man. Lord, we pray for the help of the Lord to touch us and anoint us and help us today in this house. God, help me to be the man you want me to be, God. Lord, not the man that I want to be, but the man you choose me to be. Master, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> One of the things that I learned, Brother Townley has already mentioned, that God saved me right out of the world, and he was there at the very beginning of that and been a dear friend of mine, and I appreciate him, him and Brother Weeks. I want to say it's good to have my boys here with me today, and my two sons, they, they're here. They've been coming to this meeting uh, for years, and it's good to know that they're still living for the Lord, and I appreciate them being here. And, of course, Brother Todd Williams out of our church in Arkansas, and also uh, Pastor Grow, And uh, he was my assistant in Tylertown for 11 years. He walked uh, step in step with me. And when I knew I was leaving, we, he stepped right in there. They took him on, and he's just carrying right on and a great man. So I, I do want to say thank you for these men being here. I appreciate them so very much. Brother Townley and I go go way back um, in my early years of living for the Lord, and uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. Just kind of breeze through this a little bit. But when I when I got in the church, uh, he well the whole church inviter just about was coming up to our this little tent revival they were having in Maryville, and when I I. I'd, been raised around there and I come to this church because a lady invited me to the house of the Lord and to get her off my back I went to church and uh, 
I told her, if you'll leave me alone, I'll go one time. And that's about all it took, praise God. She knew that, though. She knew if I ever went one time, that would be enough. And she seen something in me that I didn't see in me, and it was a hunger for God. And uh, so I went, and I remember that night, uh, my first night there, I was looking around, and I said, man, who are all these people? I have never seen them before. And Brother Townley and Brother Weeks were there, and uh, just young men then, and uh, uh, but they were worshiping the Lord. They was involved in, in, in praising God and loving God. And I didn't understand it all. I wasn't raised in any kind of church at all. I was uh, just a sinner. I was a rare breed. Amen. I wasn't claiming to be saved. And, and I knew I was a sinner on my way to hell. And, and so when I come here and I see these young people worshiping God and loving God, there was something about it that really uh, got a hold of me. And I thought, you know, man, I'd like to do that. <laughs> hey, man, I've done a lot of things in my life and a lot of things that uh, they're not worth talking about. Hey, Amen. But uh, so our, our life started out like that, my life living for the Lord. Next night I passed by the tent. I had no intention of ever going back to church and, and, uh, the Lord spoke to me that night to go and said, you need to go be in service tonight. And now you have to understand something. I, I, I'm not the most, I'm not, the Lord doesn't tell me everything. Okay. <laughs> you know, I wake up on my own and get dressed. He don't have to tell me that. So I've been around a few guys in my life that God tells him and speaks to them all throughout the day, but that's not me. But now for a center guy, and I'm riding down the road, and I hear this voice in my car. Now, I have done and, and done a lot of things and, and, and smoked a lot of things and, and drank a lot of things. But at this time, I was in my right mind. And uh, I looked around that car, and I thought, what in the world is happening? Amen. And, and I remember when I went, and I, I called my girlfriend. I said, get ready. I'm going to come pick you up. She said, where are we going? I said, we're going to go to church. She said, church. I said, yeah, church. And where are we going to church? I said, over there on that highway where they got that army tent stretched up. And I'll never forget, I walked underneath that tent that night, and, and it was sawdust floors, old wooden chairs, wasn't nothing fancy, old army tent with rats chewed holes in it. And, uh, but there was something powerful, something mighty. Something, there was a presence there that, I, that was drawing me. And, and I'll never forget that night that I, I, they were singing, some girls were shouting, and chairs were flying. One lady was swinging around the tent pole, and I was absolutely amazed at all this stuff going on in church. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. If we're not careful, we'll get so sophisticated, we won't even worship God anymore. Amen. <laughs> And uh, it did in, intrigue me. I said, this tent is about to fall down, and I'm looking, and, and all of a sudden, I can't hear anything. The Lord blocks all the noise out, and he speaks to me again. And he says, tonight, you need to go to the altar, for this will be a last time I deal with you. Now, I didn't know that he ever dealt with me the first time. So God didn't give me a bunch of chances, I didn't think. And I didn't, 
I don't mean to sound dumb here today, but when you're not raised around any kind of church life, you don't know the language. You don't really know what they're talking about. And, and I, I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit it a little bit, but I didn't even know what they were talking about going to the altar. I had no idea. And I stood there, and I had tears coming down my face. And I, I gripped the back of one of them old wooden chairs. And I just stood there, and I, I shook underneath the power of God. But I knew there was something powerful going on. I knew something was happening in that tent uh, that I couldn't explain. And I didn't know what to do about it. And I didn't want to leave. I didn't, I didn't know where to go, but God knew what he was doing. God knew what it took to get my attention. And, and so I'm holding on to that chair, and, and the preacher that was preaching that revival stood up, and he, he, he shut everything down. He said, I want, I want everybody to be quiet for a minute, for a moment. He said, I, if I ever heard from God, I was sitting over there in the chair and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, there's a young man in this tent tonight uh, that if you don't come and walk down that aisle and kneel down at this old wooden bench, uh, he said, God told me he'll never deal with you again. Uh, I'm going to tell you what now, I wasn't the sharpest pencil in the drawer, uh, but I knew then that God had my number, hallelujah, uh, amen, well, praise the Lord. Uh, and I started pushing people out of my way. And I made my way down there to an altar, amen, to be touched by a mighty God that I really didn't even know. And I didn't know how to respond to him. I didn't even know how to pray to him. This big, big God that I learned to love and I learned to embrace and I learned to hold on to through my life. He was willing to take a chance on me. Hallelujah. Well, can we love the Lord? I didn't even know how to pray. All I did, I, 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 I'll never forget. I, I, I knelt down there in that sawdust and I, I cried. And I wept and I cried. And there was a puddle of tears that had built up on that old wooden bench. And I was staring at them as tears were rolling off of my cheek, uh, hitting that bench. Uh, amen. And there, there was something that come over me and it's something I used in my life uh, many times. And when this preacher preached a little bit about it last night, about when men cry, uh, amen, I thought as I knelt there, I said, this is a language I don't know how to talk to God. Uh, I said, but tears are a language that God must understand. Hallelujah. I said, I I want to be that man. Hallelujah. I want to be that man. I want to be a man of God. I want to be a guy. I want to be God's man. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, if God can take a nobody like me, uh, amen, and touch him uh, and turn his world around uh, and put a desire in him, uh, amen, I, hey, I can't be nobody but myself. Thank you, Brother Morton, for talking to me this morning. Uh, I can't be another preacher, but I'm telling you, I want to be God's man. Uh, I didn't get in the church to be a preacher. Uh, I didn't get in the church uh, to sing. I didn't. I got in the church uh, because God called me. And before I was a preacher, I was God's man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, can you love the Lord tonight? 
I hope that makes sense tonight. I'm not trying to diminish or put down on the ministry. I esteem them so highly. And I'm telling you, I believe there is a difference between the man of God and God's man. Amen. And in the same sense, the man of God has to be God's man. And there are times in our world, amen, that we need to revert back and say, God, I want to be that man that you look at. I want I want to be that man that you put your eyes on. I want to be that man that you got your hand on. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when I when I got in the church and I didn't know anything. Didn't know anything about it. They know. They know. They put up with me. Amen. When I when I read Job, I thought it said job. Praise God. I did. And we don't want to we don't want to read there much. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo. Come on. I began to look into the word and I played sports all of our life g- growing up and they passed us through school. We had a small school and uh, sports is their God. And they, they would have, they give us C's. We had to have a C average to, to play. So we was the dumbest football team in the world. None of us knew anything. We all had C's. As a result, we didn't win much neither. <laughs> dumb people don't win much. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. That's right. And uh, when I got into church, I quit playing their sports. Because now I got a God. Come on, now I got a God. Now I'm God's man. I said, now I'm God's man. I'm not football man. Come on, I'm not basketball man. I'm God's man. Well, praise the Lord. I want to I be what God wanted me to be. And God didn't want me to be that. Well, praise the Lord. One thing was we had church on Wednesday night and Friday nights. Amen. And, and I wasn't going to miss church to go to the ball game. I wouldn't feel comfortable down at the ball game while the rest of my church was praising the Lord. Hey, when God changed me, he made me a new man. He took out the old heart, put a new heart in me, put new desires in me. The world did not understand it. I didn't totally understand it. But I loved being God's man. I loved what God was doing. I said, God, here am I. Come on. God's got to work for somebody to do. You just got to make yourself available. Hallelujah. Amen. And I looked at people, and, and I, I looked at my life, and, and I went from, literally, I went from never making on a row, never, never in my life, up until this point. I took biology three times, failed it twice. My biology teacher hated me. She did. <laughs> it was horrible. I never thought, I, and I still hadn't got much out of biology, just to be honest with you. I didn't think I needed to learn how to dissect worms and frogs and pig hearts and all that stuff. 
maybe somebody used that in life. Uh, I don't see Big Brother here, but he could have used that class. Uh, Brother Townley's father, praise God. <laughs> but my, my life changed. Is this all right? My world changed. Now I'm a different man. Now I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the the cusser that I used to be. Come on, I'm not the hater that I used to be. I'm not the fouled up spirit that I used to be. Now I have the spirit of God in me. I'm God's man. And he, le he led me down pathways of righteousness for his name's sake. I'm, I'm representing him everywhere I go. I'm God's man. I got, now I got to watch what I'm doing. I got to watch what I'm saying. I got to watch how I present myself. I got, why? Because I'm representing God. Hallelujah. And, and anyway, so that year, my senior year, I, was, I made honor roll the last report card on my own <laughs> praise God on my own very own God was good to me they took a a, a, a a guy that was a disruptor a guy that his world was I, I, I was practically raised in the projects we fought every day of our life to survive that's just the way it was. We, we, and God took that rough, uh, rugged young man and he put the love of God in his heart. Woo, hallelujah. And I thought that everybody that had the Holy Ghost felt the same way I did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know any better. Amen. And I found out later that not everybody had the joy of the Lord. <laughs> and not everybody was happy about living for God. And not everybody was excited about what God had done for them. But you're looking at what little fat preacher that I was happy. Come on. <laughs> I said I was happy to be a child of God. I, I was happy to be God's man. And I wanted to represent him well. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Amen. I remember this lady, and I, I, maybe just give me a few moments here. I remember this lady we, uh, I went to church with, and, and uh, I remember, now this was before I was in church. She lived in the same projects I did, and, and uh, I remember uh, uh, going by her car one day, and she had a flat tire. And I was always congenial at times. And I, so before I was in church, I said, ma'am, would you like me to help you change your tire? And Now, this Holy Ghost field, well, this was a church going late, let's say it like that. And, uh, but the tongue lashing she gave me and the cursing she gave me and told me she didn't need no man helping her change. Why she was still cursing, I walked away. I said, change your own tire, you idiot. <laughs> Praise God. And I get in church, and guess who's on the pew? <laughs> Oh, tire idiot. Praise God. And, and, and so I thought, well, maybe she got the victory. I found out later she never had the victory. She didn't get the victory. She didn't want the victory. It was nowhere in her future. Later on, pastored her and realized she wasn't ever going to get the victory. 
There was deep-rooted issues there, bitterness and hatred. People hated one another, families against one another, individuals just fussing and fighting against each other, fussing over stuff they don't even know what they was fighting about, claiming to be in the church. And I, and I, and I look at this, and I, I look at this scripture, and I, 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 I use this scripture in my life a lot of times, and because I don't want the eyes of God off of me. I want God looking at me. Unto this man will I look. Come on, unto this man. And I promise you there's going to be things that come your way. And there's going to be problems that come all of our way. And there's going to be situations that happen uh, that gives you an occasion to get bitter and hateful. Amen. And it's going to hurt. Uh, and there's going to be scars. Uh, amen. But you've got to have God's attention. Uh, you've got to go back uh, where God said unto this man, uh, he ain't worried about what kind of suit I got on. Uh, he's worried about whether I can humble myself uh, in his presence. Uh, amen. And say, God, I need you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can I just preach for a little bit here today? Amen. You know, there's times in our own world. Let me just talk about me. And I was, I preached a lot of revivals. And I seen God do a lot of things. And during one season of my life, you ever had anybody do you wrong? Just kind of wave your hand that way I don't feel like I'm all alone. And they, this individual, and I'm not going to go into it because it ain't worth going into, but it, it really done me wrong, and it consumed my world. And I was preaching revival. I was evangelized. And when I would drive down the road, I would think about it. When I would lay down at night, it was dropping little seeds of bitterness in me. And it would... And them little seeds began to grow. Oh, I kept, it, I kept it hid. Nobody knew. But I knew. God knew. So I go in this church, and I'm going to start revival. And while I'm in there praying, the first Saturday was going to start on Sunday, and I was already at the church, and I went to the church to pray Saturday morning. And I'm in there praying about this revival, that God give us many souls. And the church had windows on the side of the uh, building, and you didn't need lights on, and it was daylight. And, and uh, while I was praying, it, it was almost the whole room transformed, and darkness began to settle in. Now, I'm not, don't, don't get, think I'm going to take you off in left field somewhere. I'm just telling you what happened. And I'm praying. And I, it was just amazing to me as I seen these vines and they started growing all over the floor, the ground, as I'm praying and they ran up the walls, they covered the windows, they covered the ceiling. And while I'm praying, the Lord speaks to me and said, these are vines and roots of bitterness that is binding this church. Brother Morton, I began to rebuke bitterness. I began to rebuke hatred. And I began to rebuke it back. And the more I rebuked it, it began to dry back. And eventually it was all gone. And after some time of praying, I walked out of the church. 
and to find two sisters sitting out in the foyer of that church. One of them just bawling. She was crying. She was tears flowing. She said, Brother Smith, will you please pray for me? And I said, sure. I said, come on in here. I got the anointing on. I prayed for her. I didn't get in her business. I wasn't there to do all that and prayed for her, and I went about my business. And, and come to find out she had felt like she had been done wrong and that, that even the preacher done her wrong. And, and all these things were going on in her world that I could not fix for her. She had to fix them herself. But what I'm getting at, I'm not really want to focus on her, but I want to focus on me. Because that night, Brother Townley, about 12 o'clock, the Lord woke me up out of my sleep. And I sat up on my bed, and he said, it's time to deal with your bitterness. Now, see, I'm, I'm the man of God, but at this point, I'm not God's man. Ooh, help me, Lord. Does that make sense? I'm the man. I, hey, I'm, I'm carrying the title, but God's not looking at me. Because I done let something root in me and something get in me that was going to choke the very life and living for God out of me. And, and I remember as I got down on my face and I began to pray and I began to hammer that out and I began to repent and I began to ask God. I said, God, if I don't ever preach another revival, I said, I want to be your man. I need your favor. Hallelujah. I, I don't want to be away from your presence. God, take me back tonight, God. Take me back to that old wooden bench. Take me back to them sawdust floors. Take me back to that puddle of tears. And God, I'll start all over. I'll get it right because I don't want to walk another day, another moment. I don't want to live another another hour out of your will. I need you to touch me. Amen. It wasn't long I began to talk in tongues. And God, give me victory over that. Hear me today. Amen. I was a preacher, but I was full of bitterness. And God took it out of my heart. And I made a promise to God. I said, I'll never, I'll never let that individual, I'll never let that situation ever bother me again. And Brother, it's come up many times. Uh, and I say, God bless them. Uh, God bless. Matter of fact, uh, the next morning I picked up the phone uh, for my sake. And I called him and I said, hey, brother, uh, I want you to forgive me for anything, uh, amen, that I've said or done against you. Uh, I don't want to live like this. Uh, I refuse to live like this. Uh, I want to be God's man. Uh, and I can't be what God wants me to be, uh, toting this heavy burden around. Uh, God, help me, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, preacher, how can you do that? I'll tell you how I can do it. Amen. God blessed me with a beautiful wife. And I, hey, Brother Patrick, I didn't want the enemy to take them away. Come on. God blessed me with some good boys. And I didn't want the enemy to take them away. Amen. I said, I'm going to be, if I'm going to be God's man, I'm going to have to man up and get it right. If I'm going to be God's man, I'm going to have to get it out of my spirit. I want my boys to live for God. I want my wife to live for God. I want to live for God as a family. Hallelujah. Woo. Let's love the Lord this morning. Woo. Hallelujah. God, let's reach out today. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's not worth the cost you'll have to pay not to be God's man. Oh, we've seen them. I had, you can be seated, I had, I had a gentleman, and he come, sat in my office one day, and his son was very, very athletic, very fast, very fast young man. I used to throw the football with him, play a little bit out there in the yard with the boys, and it didn't matter how far I throwed the ball, he'd run and catch it. Just a little guy at that time, and I thought this might be a problem later on. In the school, he'd play a little bit at recess. They started eyeballing him. They started looking at him. And he come to me one time, and he said, Pastor, what do you think about me playing football? I said, not much. He said, I figured that. I said, don't worry. I said, you need to live for God. Live for God. Amen. Just live for God. And about his, I believe it was his, either his sophomore year or his junior year, the coaches began to put a lot of pressure on him and his father. And so they come to my office one day. And his father said, Brother Smith, he said, what do you think about letting, call his name, play football? I said, absolutely not. I said, he needs to live for God. And he said, well, he said, I decided that he could. And the boy sitting right there, I said, you're telling me right here that you're telling your son that he can play ball while I'm telling him he can't do it. And he said, yes, sir, I am. I said, well, brother, I wouldn't want to be you. I said, I'll still love him. I said, I'll still pray for him. And I have, and I still do. I said, but I'm telling you right now, if you, if you sacrifice him to that football league, I said, you, he'll never live for God. And he, he said, well, that's what we're going to do. And I said, have you even prayed about this at all? And he said, no, sir. And they put him in it, and he was, he was pretty good at it. And wasn't long. I told him, I said, if you think I'm going to quit preaching against it, I said, you're crazy. I said, I'm going to preach against it more now than I ever have. Praise God. I said, I I'm not going to let not one more feel like it's all right what y'all are doing. It ain't right. I said, what are you going to do? Well, we have church on Friday night, revival services, uh, and you got a ball game. You're going to tell me you're going to quit the ball game and come? Well, praise the Lord. You know what? They did, and they went on to the ball game. They done what they wanted to do. Eban, as a result, as a result is, uh, Eban, their, their family went disarray for a little while. Their children went crazy. It was a disaster. I don't have to be a, a prophet to tell them that. God was telling them, Eban, when you cease to be God's man and you start doing it your way, uh, you're going to have disastrous results. Uh, it's best that you go ahead and get down on your face to God uh, and say, God, I want to be your man. I want you looking at me. I want your eyes to go with me everywhere I go. One of the saddest things about that was, one of the saddest things, the young man come in my office his senior year, and he told me, he said, Brother Smith, he said, I don't want to play no more. I said, quit. Quit. 
said, no problem. He said, they won't let me. I said, who won't let you? The coaches? I said, I'll talk to them. It ain't no problem. He said, no. He hung his head. He said, my mother and father won't let me quit. I thought, man, it costs you a lot when you're full of pride. When you're full of something other than the Spirit of the Lord. Come on. Woo. Acts 13, 22, and I won't walk on and preach about David much, but the Bible said David was a man after God's own heart. He loved God. He really did. We know David had problems. Uh, every, hey, you got problems. I got problems. Uh, amen. David had some serious issues, but I'm going to tell you something. And I, I preached about this. I don't, I don't know exactly how long it was from the time that, that David quit talking to God and, and, and all these other things entered into his world. And, and they didn't enter in until, until David quit talking to God and quit making himself available to God. And, and as soon as he did, all these other things started coming into his world. And his world just become disastrous, amen. And 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 here they were, and and they 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 have this baby, and he's done killed, amen. The, uh, Uriah, and he's he's already got himself in a situation that, amen. That, that now that God is still looking at him, but he he's not looking at the man that's after God's own heart in the same favor that he once did, amen. But he's looking at him, but God's still dealing with him, amen. If you're here today. And I, I, I thank God for all the men that are here today. You want to know why? Because you're here because you want to be here. Praise God. If you was here last night, you was here because you want to be. This ain't, a, this ain't something that you're made to do. All you young men are here because you want to be. All you old men are here because you want to be. This is our life. This is who we are. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, there's men today that's not here that wish they were here. They may even be listening saying, I wish I could go to that. I wish I hadn't got in a situation that I'm in. I I wish I had put God first in my life. I wish I was still God's man. But here I sat in a, in a, in a, in a cesspool. Amen. A, a, a discouraging cesspool. And I'm not God's man no more. And God's not dealing with me. God's not talking to me. And months and possibly a, 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 a year or two had passed by. And God hasn't even spoke to him. God, the man of God, has not been by. Amen. God has not dealt with him. Ooh. And then all of a sudden, he heard the shuffling of the feet of the prophet of the man of God. I just, just, just kind of just use my own imagination here a little bit. If this ain't right, just you can correct me after this, okay? <laughs> Amen. But the king was never alone. He had his mighty men was around him, and the prophet of the Lord went in there and began to tell his little story. Began to tell him, Amen, about the about the little lamb. And when he got through with this little story, the King David ran out his clothes off and said, this man, this man ought to die. The man of God pointed his finger. Can I say it like this? At God's man. And he said, thou art the man. Now you believe what you won't believe. I believe about that time some swords come out. 
Don't you point at the king. Oh, hallelujah. David, you're the man. You cast your own judgment. Oh, David had, he had a choice to make. But David loved God. There was a difference between David and Saul. <laughs> Big difference. Never did say Saul was after God's own heart, but David knew what it was to be touched and moved and God dealing with David and David understood it. Hey, uh, man, this is just in my mind. I could see him say, put them swords up, boys. <laughs> he said, you don't understand. I hadn't heard from God in a long, long time. <laughs> and what I know... And what I remember in my mind about God, that if he's willing to send a man of God to me, he's willing to help me in my situation. I'm going to get a possibility I can get restored to be God's man once again. I can get to a place where the anointing is poured out, where the blessing of God is on my life again. Hallelujah. It didn't say all that all, but I'm telling you, when you get to reading it, and, and the prophet of the Lord told him, he said, God is not going to kill you, David. He's not going to kill you, but he is going to kill the child. He's going to take that child, and the child's going to die. Amen. And David, this is what he said. He said, I'm going to go pray. I'm going I'm to go put myself before the mercies of God. Oh, why? Amen. Because, oh, if God's willing to deal with me, there's a great possibility that he may save the child. I'm telling you, that's the relationship that David had with God. He realized uh, the relationship that he had. Uh, it was about mercy. Uh, it was about compassion. Uh, and now he had God's eyes back on him. Uh, and he said, I'm God's man again. Uh, and I'm going to go pray. Uh, and I'm going to go seek him again. Hallelujah. <laughs> God's man. God's man. Whew. Oh, let's just feel after the Lord for a moment. Whoo, hallelujah. My God, help us. God's man. God's man. I found myself too many times saying, God, I just, I just want to be your man. I would pray sometimes, and I'd say, God, now if I'm your man, will you do this? And God would do it. I'm obligated to keep my spirit right, to keep my heart fixed. Why? Because now we up the game a little bit. Not only did I have a wife and two young men, young boys and another young men. Now one of my sons, he has a wife. And I have a grandson. And I don't want them to ever, I don't want him to ever say that my grandfather wasn't God's man. 
Hey, we're building something in the Smith family. It hadn't been easy. Come on, I said it hadn't been easy. The devil's tried to tear it apart just like he's tried to tear yours apart and just like he's tried to drag your family around and try to drag them through the mud and maybe doing it now. Uh, amen. But every time we had trouble, I'm telling you, every time I had trouble in my family, I went back to the altar and I said, God, uh, oh, let them tears flow again, God. God, break me again, God. Put, Lord, God, deal with me again. God, if there's anything in my life that has got me to this place, God, take it out of me. God, I want to be your man. My boys are dependent on my wife, my daughter-in-law, my grandson will depend on their grandfather being God's man. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we all stand today? Ha <laughs> 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'll destroy him. You have to get through God first. Come on. I made up my mind a long time ago that I'm going to obey the Scriptures. And the Scripture said, humble yourself in the presence of the Lord. It's not the easiest thing, guys, to do because we're men. I'm telling you, I'm as much as man as anybody. But there's been times that I had to hold my tongue. I had to grit my teeth and close my eyes. Come on. I'm your man, God. I've seen people walk out of church in the middle of trials and troubles. And I stand and say, God, I'm your man. We've all had friends of ours that have went other ways. But look around. Look at all of God's men. <laughs> look what the Lord hath done. Some of our best preachers that we've ever heard no longer preach the gospel. But God's church is constantly moving. There's men in here today that God is going to use. There's young men. There were young men in the Bible. I read the book of Hebrews chapter 11. It wasn't loaded down with apostles and prophets. It wasn't. was loaded down with God's man Abraham what was the difference between Abraham and everybody else his spirit was of God what about Noah of all the perversion that was going on in that day and time 
No, the Bible said he was a perfect man for his generation. He was God's man. Oh, we called him a preacher of righteousness. What was the difference between all these people? They just made themselves available. Can God take somebody out of the projects and turn their world around? If you're willing to stand there long enough. So I just want to be your man, God. I just... I just want to be your man. Can we come and stand around the front? I've been blessed in my ministry. I've seen God heal, feel many people with the Holy Ghost, seen God do amazing things. Was able to start two, possibly now three churches in the country of El Salvador, seeing people down there saved and their world changed and things happening. I thought, none of that may it never happen if I cease to be God's man. I know the kingdom's much, much bigger than me. I understand that. But God, I, I love you. God, I praise you. God, would you touch us today? Would you help us today? You said to this man, well, I look. Will you just look at us one more time today, God? Would you just help us right now? Would you just touch some man that felt like he's useless and he don't amount to nothing? That God, he can do great exploits. He can have great revival as long as he's willing to stand and be your man. Started on this journey, not seeking wealth or fame. The only thing I want in life is to bear His holy name. Oh, hallelujah! I've God, had my share of problems. I just want to walk with you. Trials along the way. I just want to talk with you. When the mountain I just want to serve high, you, Lord. This is what I want to take you to the world say. and let them know what you did for me, you can I do for them. I want to be a man yes, God. after God's own heart. God said, I sought for a man. He's seeking. He's looking I today. Be a man after I want you to make yourself God's available. Heart. Just say, God, I'll be your man. I'll be your man. God. I might stumble, I might fall, but I'll get up and heed the call. To be a man after God's own heart. Oh, I want to be a man after God's own heart. I want to be a man after God's own heart. I might stumble, I might fall. I'll get up and heed the call To be a man after God's own heart Some don't understand me 
they criticize my ways but if they looked inside my heart they'd find something good to say I'm not the one with the crown of thorns or the stripes upon my back I'm just the man with the real desire to be all that I can I want to be a man after God's own heart oh I want to be a man after God's own heart I might stumble and I might fall but I'll get up and heed the call to be a man after God's own heart God's own heart I want to be a man after God's own heart I might stumble I might fall but I'll get back up and heed the call to be a man after God's own heart God's own heart I might stumble I might fall but I'll get up and heed the call to be a man after God's own heart oh I want to be a man after God's own heart I want to after God's own heart I might stumble sometimes I might fall but I'm gonna get up and heed the call to be a man after God's own heart oh I want to be a man after God's own heart want to be a man after God's own heart. I might stumble, I might fall, but I'll get up and heed the call to be a man after God's own
strengthen one another together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Pray ye one for another. Bear ye one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. together in the gospel. continue to move forward.